Misses the throw, pocket collapses, he backpedals, pumps once, sidesteps the tackler, runs to the right, 15th, pumps, fires, end zone, caught, touchdown! Don't forget about the Ravens. This is a team that has Lamar Jackson Great. going into a big season contract-wise and a bunch of guys who want to prove that last year was an aberration. It was not what they are. Um, I really only got one message right now for all the questions, you know what I'm saying? So every question is going to come after this as respectfully as I can say as possible. Just watch how we bounce back. That's all I got to say. I hit the booth and I just went super saying I run with the purple like I play with the Ravens. These bitches ran a Raven. Hope I never have to go back watching. Everybody loves Raymond eating Raymond. Nigga, this paradise. Life's a fucking paradox at paradise. If they not rolling with you, then they parasites. Nigga, I had that vision. It was clear in sight. Nigga, shine down. Okay, okay, okay. Here we are. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ravens Universe. Got a lot to cover today. Obviously, got a playoff game in Cincinnati. And I'm going to spend the first half just kind of doing a little Bengals roast. I'm going to call this episode Boohoo Bengals. I used to never really mind the Bengals. They were just kind of the team that Steelers always hated. The Browns, I just straight up disrespect. And the Bengals were just kind of like, eh, you know, they beat us sometimes, we beat them sometimes. I don't have any, like, ill will towards them. Um, they've never been, like, super relevant until now, so it didn't really bother me. And even with them being good last season, I liked watching them when we weren't playing them. But after last week's antics and the bitching and whining that has completely consumed the media, I am here to roast these this Bengals organization. So here we go. I'm going to start off saying, first of all, you play in the AFC North. Quit whining about dirty play. First off, Jamar Chase, you're soft. You got a chest bump at the worst. Didn't even knock you off balance. Didn't knock you to your knees. You didn't fall down. And you're saying, oh, we got something for that. Shut up. This is the AFC North. I know you've only been here for two years, but get used to it. And quit your bitching, man. Joe Burrow. I liked him, but he's just slowly becoming more of a tool bag the more and more I see him. I mean, congr- like seeing him in the, like, they already won the AFC North because they were also bitching about not being able to play that game or slash having to do a coin flip if they lost. You didn't even get have to play the game, and you were handed the AFC North. We didn't even have a chance to compete at it. If anything, the Ravens should be mad. What did we do? We didn't bitch about it. The Bills got screwed out of this for a potential number one seed. And they're not bitching about it. The Chiefs aren't bitching about it. No one's bitching about it except for you guys. The petty, the pettiness in that game last week was terrible. No wonder the Ravens wanted to rough you guys up. You guys are a bunch of pony boys. Eli Apple, you're a douche. I mean, I feel like whenever there's a Bengals game and I have to do analysis, I'm just going to throw out that Eli Apple is a douche. So, let's move on to the whole, oh, the Bengals are draft masters. Look at what they've done in the in their drafts. Yada, yada, yada. First off, let's go to 2021 draft, okay? They select, they have the number five pick because they went 4-11-1. So, Terrible, another terrible season. So they get rewarded with a number five pick. Oh my God, them drafting Jamar Chase was the, what such a great draft pick. No shit. The best receiver in the draft for several seasons 
is right there, number five, and you you don't pick him. Yeah, that that was the easiest pick of all time. Let's not act like that was a masterful pick. Shut up. Let's go to t- 2020. After a two and fourteen season, they are rewarded with the number one pick in the draft, where they had the balls to pick Joe Burrow, who was coming off the greatest offensive display in college football history and a national champion and was the clear-cut obvious pick. Oh, look at these drafts. They picked Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. They picked the two best players of the position with an in top five picks. Congrats, guys. That must have been so hard to do. They didn't. They, those guys, their front office didn't have to think about the draft the last two years. So let's go back again. Let's go to 2019. After a 6-10 and 10 season in 2018, they have the 11th pick in which they select guard Jonah Williams. How's he doing these days? Let's see. This season, he had a 61.2 PFF grade. He's first in sacks in the NFL. So when I mean first in sacks is he gives up the, he's given up the most sacks in the NFL. Solid pick there, guys. Really good pick at number 11. Let's go to 2018, where they have the number 21 pick, and they select center Billy Price. How's he doing now? Let's check it out. 2022 season, he has a 51.3 PFF rating. He is second in the fell in penalties, meaning he's second in causing the most penalties, and he's tied for third in sacks meaning he is third in giving up sacks. Really solid pick there, guys, at number 21. Let's go to 2017. They have the number nine pick, and they select the speedy, record-setting 40-yard dash, John Ross. How did he do for them? Well, he's not playing for them anymore. He's currently on the Giants, still doing nothing. But for those four seasons he was there, let's go over his stats. He had 51 catches in four seasons. 733 yards in four seasons, 10 touchdowns in four seasons, and two fumbles. Once again, guys, really solid pick there. Their drafting is masterful. It's top tier. I mean, their first-round drafts are just splendid. They, they're they Jedis. They're first-round NFL draft Jedis. So let's talk a little bit about the history of the Bengals. This franchise started in 1968. They've had 52 seasons. Of those 52 seasons, they had a losing season 28 out of 52 seasons. So 52% of their franchise history are losing seasons. Let's go into playoffs where let's talk about their success in the playoffs. They've made the postseason 15 times. They've had 23 playoff games where they've had 15 losses. They've had 8 playoff wins. Eight of those wins coming last year when they made that Super Bowl win. So in the takeaway last year in the 52 seasons, they had five playoff wins. 11 of the 15, or I'm sorry, 11 of their 23 or 15 playoff appearances, they have first round exits. So 11 times out of 15, they've exited in the first round. Including an 0-7 playoff slump in the 2010s. All right. Now, all these guys want to talk about dirty players, dirty players on the Ravens. Oh, they're so dirty. 
That's funny. Last game, all the dirty play that was going on, you guys had the two unsportsmanlike penalties. We had none. If it was bad, the rest would have done it. Um, the hit on T. Higgins was as legal as it gets, especially with how defensive players are penalized these days. Didn't leave with the head. Didn't hit him up high. The only thing he could do was hit him in the midsection. That's what he did. It was a very clean hit. There was no flag on it. If there's no flag on it, I understand refs screw things up, but Ravens had none unsportsmanlike penalties the whole game. So let's talk about dirty players. But let's look at the history of who the um, the Bengals have employed in the past. First off, they employed Pac-Man Jones from 2010 to 2018, fresh off of multiple felony charges. And one of them, or two, in 2007, he was accused of assaulting and abusing a stripper at a strip club where he, and this is from the report, where he got mad that the stripper was taking his money at the end of her dance, so he grabbed her by her hair, slammed her head into the stage, and then a year later, he was accused of assaulting a stripper again. Well, that was 2007, 2008. The Bengals pulled in 2010, so clearly they don't care about track record at all. Not to mention all the stuff he did on the field, and I can vividly remember him being on top of a player after a play and grabbing him by his helmet and slamming his helmet into the ground three, four times in a row. How that guy lasted so long in the NFL, I have no idea. This is one of my more favorite um, stories. This isn't really like a dirty player. This is just funny. And I found this during research, had no idea about it. I don't know why this doesn't resurface. It's actually hilarious. Stanley Wilson, fullback for the Cincinnati Bengals, he was suspended for two years in a row uh, because of substance abuse suspensions from the NFL. Various substances he was using, he was caught using, and was suspended for two seasons. The next season, the Bengals make it to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 23 against the 49ers, where they actually lose 20-16. to This is 1989. The night before the game, he is found in his hotel room, naked in his bathtub, coked out of his mind. So, his offensive coordinator, who finds him, calls the ambulance. The ambulance show up. The EMTs show up. He springs up, runs out of the hotel, and I quote from the report, his offensive coordinator said, I don't think he was found for three or four days. I at least never, I at least never saw him again. So, obviously, he didn't play in that game. And never played in the NFL ever again. And the Bengals lost. So that's pretty funny. And then, honestly, let's talk about the obvious dirty player. One of the most, when you think of dirty player, this may be the number one guy that everyone thinks of. And that's linebacker Vontez Perfect, who was notorious for being a headhunter, taking guys out of the field, head-to-head collisions, doing dirty things before and after the plays. So let's let's slowly roll before we start talking about dirty players, why don't we? Another thing that's really annoying me with this Bengals team is the whole Money McPherson. Money, Money McPherson. Man, what a rookie season he had, right? How's he doing this year? Like, they had the they had the nerve to compare him to the GOAT Justin Tucker. All oh, those guys, and that's Justin Tucker. Slow your roll. This year, 
he has a 55.9 PFF grade as a kicker. He's ranked 22nd in field goals made. He's ranked 6th in pat uh, point after attempts, and he's ranked 7th in made. So not bad. He's in the top half of that, but 55.9 PFF grade, not good. Let's move on to Tucker, Justin the Goat Tucker, who has a 90.4 PFF grade this season. Field goals attempted, he's first. Field goals made, he's first. So he has the most field goals attempted because our offense sucks. Can't get in the end zone. And the whole league. Therefore, more chances to not make kicks. And he's still ranked first in field goals made. He's a Super Bowl champ, five-time All-Pro, six-time Pro Bowler. His record, some of his records include... The rec- NFL record for career field goal percentage, which is 90.5%. Cre- uh, field, uh, the NFL record for touchbacks, total touchbacks in a career. And for the longest field goal in NFL history of 66 yards. And he is the kicker for the 2010s All-Decade team. So keep Justin Tucker's name out your mouth, Cincinnati. Money McPherson ain't so money. Let's slow your roll. Before we start comparing him to the literal goat of place kickers. Okay. Let's move on to a little Ravens news, why don't we? Ravens news for this week. A lot of things to cover here. Um, I think the main one being came coming out today, this evening, is Lamar is officially out of this game. And the only reason we know that is because he personally tweeted it. Saying that, his P- he he apologizes for not being there with his teammates, all this stuff. He'd do anything he could to be out in that game, but his knee is not where it needs to be. And in this tweet, he explains that his PCL sprain, which was originally said was grade one, originally, one remember, one to three weeks, was a grade two and borderline grade three, which is a pretty serious injury. Like, I had such a sigh of relief when I finally found out what's going on with the knee. It's not contract talk. It's not that he's a bad teammate. It's not that he doesn't want to get hurt because his contract's coming up. It's because his injury is actually a severe injury and very serious. And why we why we couldn't just say that from the get-go? Do you know how much easier it would be in the media right now for the Ravens front office if they just said, hey, the knee's bad. We'll be lucky if he plays a game the rest of the season. Take all the heat right there during that week, and it'll die off, and now you don't have all these crazy conspiracies, all these crazy accusations, people hating John Harbaugh because he's being discreet and vague and everything he says, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Well, you clearly know. If Lamar knows, the team knows. If the team knows, the front office knows, and the head coach knows. So we all have proof that John Harbaugh is a big, fat liar. Like there's no there's no strategic advantage when you know your QB was probably not playing the rest of the season. Like, what are you gonna keep guys on their toes week by week? Oh no, the Falcons are. Oh no, the Falcons, the Steelers, whoever. Like they're planning for both people. Lamar's hurt. They're gonna plan for Tyler Huntley. Whatever. I honestly felt very relieved to just know, and now I don't have to worry until Sunday night. Like, oh, maybe it's all just being secretive, and he's. He's throwing behind the scenes and he's doing this and that and he's going to dress up like 
come out like Superman. No one knows he's playing. He's going to come out Sunday night like Superman and take us to victory. No. We're going to deal with Tyler Hundley or Anthony Brown Jr. And I will touch on that briefly or in a little bit. Next note is a really is a positive note. Roquan Smith contract extension. Let's go, baby. Finally, something good to talk about here in Baltimore. And honestly, locking up the best linebacker in the game. It, I mean, it's it's incredible. So his extensions for five years, $100 million. A lot of people are saying it's a lot of money to pay a linebacker. He's now the highest paid linebacker in NFL history. And it's is the is that is there value for that? For most linebackers, no. To pay a linebacker that much, uh, you're exceeding the value of that player. For Roquan Smith, yes. And here's why. Same thing with Lamar. I hate the whole setting the bar in these player in these football player positions as far as contracts go. This guy made that much money, so he only deserves this much. This QB's been middle of the road, so he only deserves middle of the road. You pay your players, or it should be, you pay your players what their value to your team is. Roquan Smith's value to this team is $100 million. I didn't even I didn't even have any negative thoughts or things to say about this contract extension. What he's done in half a season in Baltimore is, un- like, it's in- it's insane. It's, it's, it's Madden-like stats. I mean, he just got... Um, voted to be an all-pro. So he's an all-pro, pro bowler, all-pro. And people are like, oh, well, you can't pay a linebacker that much. Like, sure, they're run stoppers, but they don't affect the pass. One, he's great in pass coverage for a linebacker. Two, think about what a linebacker can do. If a linebacker is stuffing a run at first down or getting a tackle for loss first down, now that team's in second and long, third and long, guess what? That helps your corners. That helps your safeties, which is ultimately affecting the the pass defense. So maybe he doesn't directly affect or influence the pass defenses every play, but by stopping a run on first down, on stopping a run on second down, that posi- positively affects and influences the pass defense in the secondary. So there's other ways to affect things than just those primary or immediate ways. And forgot to mention, he is AF, a, the AFC Defensive Player of the Month for December. So, shouts out to Roquan. I just, he is just like that silent killer. He He's he's humble. He's polite. He's articulate. He's smart as hell. He's athletic. And he's a dog. He has a dog in him. I mean, watching his interviews this week, he had so much fun last Sunday, 16 tackles, flying around the field, thumping people, getting his teammates pumped up. I mean, it's just absolutely insane how he's influenced this defense in such a short amount of time. Patrick Queen is playing out of his mind next to him. I mean, our defense went from ranked 22nd to ranked 2nd since he's been on this team. 22nd in the league to 2nd in the league in multiple categories. Overall defense is 2nd next to the 49ers. Run defense, second. Like it's it's insane. It's insane what he's done. You pay your players the value that they have for your team. So with Lamar, 
you got, I mean, look what this offense does without him. Nothing. They're dog shit. And some of that's Greg Roman. Some of that's poor coaching. But overall, when Lamar's in, they average 28 points a game. When he's out, they average 18. Think how many games we would have won this season with 28 points. Literally every single game since Lamar has been out, we've held teams under 28 points. We like Statistically, if I'm just saying, hey, we average 28 points a game with Lamar, let's just say we get a minimum of 28 points, right? Best case scenario, we score 28 points. We win every game that we've played since he's been out. So, and I know that wasn't the case a lot of the season, but I'm just I'm just throwing stuff out there for perspective. Pay your players what their value to your team is. Just stop worrying about the market so much. And I know that goes for both players, but for front offices and GMs, especially EDC, Eric DaCosta with the Ravens, you got to throw the bag at Lamar. You really do. You really do. So I hope Lamar heals up. I'm personally assuming with a knee injury that bad, they said the swelling's still there. I'm expecting. I wouldn't be surprised if once the swelling goes down, he ends up having surgery. It won't be major surgery. It's fair, it, PCLs are fairly quick recovery time. But I wouldn't be surprised if they say something or if we see something in there that he's receiving surgery here after the season. All right, let's go into this game a little bit. I'm not going to do a big game analysis because I did that last week. And the situation is literally still the same. No Lamar, Cincinnati Bengals, a um, depleted wide receiver core for the Ravens, a defense that's playing well. You get it. So let's talk about the QB situation. As of right now, Huntley was limit, has been he missed practice yesterday. This is Thursday night, by the way, and he was limited in practice today. It's day to day, according to Greg Roman. Um, they're hoping he plays. But what do you do? Anthony Brown threw for 240 or 50 yards last game, which is the second or third most we've had for passing yards the whole season. I know he had the interceptions, the fumble. Like, Hopefully after his first start, he kind of gets a feeling for, oh, I need to protect the ball when the pocket's collapsing maybe or ooh, I made that read when I should have made this read, or I put too much air on this ball. Like Those are things that rookie that happen to rookies. It happens to everybody. It happened to Joe Burrow. It hap- still happens to Josh Allen. That guy turns the ball over a lot. Um, Trevor Lawrence, a lot of turnovers. Obviously, look at Justin Fields. He turns the ball over a lot. So That's to be expected with a young quarterback, especially an undrafted free agent or an undrafted rookie quarterback. By the way, Joe Burrow, Smoking cigars with shades on, acting like you did something special. Bro, you guys played your starters. We had second stringers in, and you beat a undrafted rookie quarterback. Enjoy that cigar, bro. Take the shades off indoors. You look like an idiot. So, I, me personally, I like the way Anthony Brown looked. He's got an arm. He completed some passes downfield. He seemed to have good chemistry, obviously, with... The tight ends, I mean, Isaiah likely had a great game. He had, what, 89 yards? or No, no, he had a little over 100 yards on like eight or nine catches. Uh, Kohler was in. 
That was good to see. He had four catches for 49 yards, if I'm not mistaken. That's I'm just kind of talking off the top of my head from stuff I remember from the stat sheets. And then, me personally, it might seem like a slap in the face to Tyler Huntley, but I play Anthony Brown this game. Anthony Brown Jr. I think you got to play him. He showed he has more ability to throw the ball. He can put up yards. And, you know, I think we rely on the run game a lot more this 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 week. I'm going to get into that. But having a better passing threat, I mean, it's good. And I think we got to go with Anthony Brown uh, Jr. Uh, Gus Edwards is back, and they confirmed that he will most likely play this week. So that's good that we got our one-two punch in Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins in the backfield. So let's talk about formations. Um, what I think the Ravens should do formation-wise. I would love to see them go 13 personnel this game on offense. So remember, I talk about 21 personnel. I talk about 11. I talk about 12. I haven't talked about 13 much because, honestly, they haven't done it. But 13 personnel, you got one running back in the backfield, and you have three tight ends. I would love to see them do this. I mean, their tight ends are their best receivers at this point. Mark Andrews, best receiver. Isaiah Likely, probably second best. Charlie Kohler showed that he can not only be very efficient in the run blocking, but also catch the ball. He's got good hands. He made good catches in traffic last week. And then you'll have a receiver out there too. And then obviously we can do some, maybe we have JK get some passes out the backfield. I'd love to see him involved in the pass game more. They don't really give him any opportunities to. But I don't mind quick dump out, security passes, little bubble routes, little um, things like that. And so I would love to see him go heavy tight end formations in like a 13 personnel package. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, pass the tight ends, put Andrews out wide, put Eli Apple on an island and moss that freaking guy. I would just love to, I I would love to see that. What what I think they'll well not what I think they'll do. I really have no idea what they're gonna do. I have no freaking clue. Obviously the RPO is always always gonna be a thing. I don't know how successful that's gonna be in a 13 personnel. It may be successful. I mean, 13 personnel, you're thinking it's going to run, but maybe some of these RPOs and these play actions get these tight ends um, open. I mean, Andrews can, op- can get open by himself, but would love to see 13 personnel. They'll probably end up doing 12. That way they have some extra receivers out there, but if you're not going to use the receivers or throw to them, then plus up on your tight ends and run the crap out of the ball and pass to them. It's the playoffs. You go home if you lose. No one expects you to win this game. Literally every pundit has picked the Bengals, rightfully so. So just try some new shit out. Run the ball for once this season. Let's stick to what we've been successful at for the whole game. Just run the shit out of the ball. If they're able to stop it and they beat us, good on them, then they deserve to win the game. But let's just do it. How do the Ravens win this game? I'm not how the Ravens winning this game, but... I don't, there's some things I think that if they can do, there's a possibility to win this game. First off, turnovers. We need to get turnovers. We need to get turnovers. Last week, they did a pretty good job getting to Joe Burrow with only four um, linemen rushing. I mean, our guys got, I mean, Calais is back. Ojabo had a sack fumble, which was awesome to see. 
Oway's doing Oway things. And we need a big game from Houston and JPP. We need sacks. This O-line is not good. They're not good in the run game. They're not good in the pass game. Their uh, their center, Kappa, um, not center, uh, you know, their offensive, their star offensive lineman, Kappa, not sure if he's playing or not. Actually, let me check while we're at it. Because I do not want to give you guys false information. Let's go to injury report. Hmm. For the Bengals, Kappa is out. Yep, so their guard Kappa is out. So that's a bit that's that's big for the Ravens, not good for the Bengals. So I would love to see them just get a ton of pressure, block up the run, and get to Joe Burrow, get in his face, knock that smile off of him, drain the swagger out of him, do whatever you gotta do to put that fool on the ground a lot and very often and make him second guess stepping up in pockets and trying to deliver the ball. While there's pressure. Mar- uh, I expect a good game from Marlon Humphrey. He's had a great season. He's a pro bowler. He is. Saw a statistic that showed he is the only corner in the NFL to not give up a touchdown all season. That's awesome. He's a stud. He had a huge year coming back off of a very mediocre season last year. So turnovers are going to be big and getting pressure on the quarterback. Specifically in passing sets. Next. Ravens got to be successful in the run game. What's going to take me on to my kind of blend these two points in is maybe get an early lead. Win the coin toss. Run the ball up the field on a seven, eight-minute drive and score. Keyword, score. And maybe that'll keep Greg Roman from panicking and doing stupid shit and making terrible offensive play calls and Oh, oh, it's mid midway through the fourth quarter. The Bengals scored a touchdown. Pass, pass, pass. Forget the run. Don't give J.K. the ball. Gus Edwards is only getting two carries. Trust your offensive line, who's been phenomenal all year long. Trust your running backs, who are athletic. They're healthy again and are hungry. J.K. runs with such passion. One, from being back after a year off when he's never had an injury like, you know, that bad. And... He like the passion he runs with, and you can just see how hungry he is to run that ball. And then Gus is Gus. He's gonna punish people. He's gonna get downfield. He's gonna get yards. He's gonna get first down. He's gonna complete third down conversions. He's gonna punch things in from the goal line. Use them and trust them. On defensive side, they need to just physically punish the Bengals like they did last week. Nothing dirty because all the talk that's been going on about this game, the Bengals chirping, oh, we got something for that this week. Oh, they're playing dirty. There's a microscope on this game from from the NFL, from the referees. They're going to be watching this game very closely, and they're going to be quick to throw penalties. Unsportsmanlike conduct penalties, roughing the passer penalties. They're going to be throwing, they're going to be quick to throw things to avoid teams getting chippy and violent. The Ravens are, I mean, they're not known for being a dirty team. They play the game the way it's supposed to be. And the Bengals do for the most part, except for the years they had Vontez Perfect because he's a criminal, literally a walking criminal on the field, and Pac-Man Jones. So I think we just need to keep hitting them, hitting them hard, not dirty, 
And keeping everything in front of us, I mean, Joe Burrow is going to get the ball out quick. If we are getting pressure, they're going to they're going to adjust their routes. They're going to adjust their route trees, their route combinations for quicker routes so he can get the ball out quicker before getting touched. Keep things in front of you and make tackles. If they catch a four-yard route, got to make the tackle or wrap up and wait for someone to come get it. You cannot whiff, and then a four-yard turns into a 12-yard. Because, And we got to keep them on second and third and longs. That is big, too. All right, so score prediction for this game. I hate to be, uh, you know, for those who have listened for most of this season or even just a couple episodes, I try and put off a very unbiased opinion, especially when it comes to matchups, score predictions. I mean, I don't see the I don't see the Ravens winning this one. I mean, right now they are. What's the uh, what's the bets here? Okay, uh, the Ravens are plus nine and a half right now. Basically saying the Bengals are going to win by at least 10 points. So, I mean, that could very well happen. They won by 11 last week, so that goes into it. And I just, I don't think they win this game. I think Anthony Brown gives you a better chance to win this game. It just really sucks when I have Lamar. I mean, regardless of winning or losing the game, like a Sunday night playoff game, like Lamar versus Joe, a like an actual offense with Lamar that's capable of putting up points versus Joe and the Bengals, it just would have been a entertaining game. And this one could very well be too. Even last week, the Ravens were down 17-0 in the first quarter, and they still end up not making it a blowout. They scored, they kept clawing away, and if it wasn't for this terrible play called a pass at the end of that second half where Brown gets sacked and fumbles and they recover in the end zone at the end of the half, you're looking at a 20-16 to 16 game if everything else, plays, everything else plays out the way it did. Bengals did nothing in the second half, absolutely nothing. So... I'm going to go, man, what should I do here? I think the Ravens manage to keep it fairly close. I don't see them losing by more than like two scores. And when I mean two scores, like 10, 12 points, something like that. So I think we get in the, I think we get in the end zone this game. (laughs) Do we get in more than once? Probably not. I think. Tucker has three to four field goals. So let's just do that. Let's say, what's seven plus nine? 16? Damn, 16. That's what they scored last week. Let's go 19. Let's go 19 to... Let's go 19 to 24. Bengals win. Ravens keep it close. Just don't have enough firepower on offense slash the quarterback position. To uh, overcome this one. And the Bengals get away. With another. With a playoff win. Against a. Team without their starting. Superstar quarterback. Another easy road to the playoffs. So. That's it for this week guys. I hope you enjoyed my. uh, Bengals roast. And rant. 
And I really hope we can. I mean, can you imagine winning this game? Can you imagine Joe Burrow and the boys losing to Tyler Huntley or to Anthony Brown, undrafted, free eight, undrafted rookie quarterback? Like, I don't care if we get blown out by 79 points the next game against the Bills or the Chiefs. If we win this game, our season, everything was worth it. Everything was worth it to send these whiny, crybaby, boohoo Bengals home. That would be awesome. In Cincinnati, too. Will it happen? Probably not. But your boy can dream. We can all dream. But I'm living in reality, and I think the Ravens lose this one, and I'm going to go with 19-24. to 24. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Only got a couple more of these left for the season. Um, if they lose, I'll... Maybe I'll probably do a recap if the game's interesting, if there's if there's any main talking points to uh, discuss. Otherwise, I'll plan on doing a season wrap up where I'll give uh, I'll give out my team awards uh, voted by me myself and I, and go over some highlights of the year, some keep things positive, and then talk about some off season stories. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you guys for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the playoff. It's playoff football, baby. You, you can't hate on it. Can't hate on it. So stay up late. Watch this game. Cheer for your Ravens. Have faith. Believe they can win. And just enjoy a game of football. Enjoy another game of the Ravens. I mean, we're not going to see them for months. I mean, until next September. We're not going to get to watch them play. So enjoy this one. Could be the last. And if it is, try not to get pissed. We're supposed to lose this game. Our backs are against the wall. So enjoy it, and we'll talk about it later. Thanks, guys. Have a great night.